This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Hey, 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 welcome to this episode of the Badass Ladies Club. We're so excited that you guys are here today. Um, If you haven't written us a review yet, go to Apple Podcasts and write an awesome review. I like the five-star ones myself. I mean, personally, they're my favorite. Totally. (laughs) If this podcast is something that you listen to regularly and you're into it, the reviews help us get out to more people. And that's honestly why we have a podcast is because we love creating free content and free energy and free ways to like expand into your next level. And we want to get that out to as many people as possible. So your review five stars and all the loving words we would so appreciate. Please. Oh my gosh. Should we say what we're talking about today? (sighs) I guess. Why did we we agree to? to this? Who's running this show anyway? Um, Damn it. It's us. Lay it on there. We are talking about what we have learned from past relationships. Yikes, guys. But honestly, like, we've kind of learned a whole lot. We've learned a whole lot. Um, And yeah, like, defining relationships, like, that could be family relationships, friendships, or romantic relationships. Yeah. But obviously the romantic relationships are the ones that are funny to talk about anyway. For sure. (laughs) It's most revealing. Um, You know what I would like to start with maybe is just like lessons. Okay. Like what does it mean to learn a lesson? Not like at school, but like when life hands you a lesson. I love this whole idea and concept of like we're all here to learn something. Yeah. But sometimes life delivers us these lessons and we get the lesson and we do the suffering and we feel the pain, but we don't learn the lesson. So then we get to do the lesson again. Ouch. And oftentimes in a bigger and more profound way, you know, like, because clearly the way we got it last time didn't really take effect, you know? And so now we need it in a bigger and more intense way. Um, and I guess like with anything else, the older you get, the better you get at looking at the lesson and being like, hmm, do I want to learn that again? (laughs) Or am I going to try and like shift and evolve and change, you know, like, and that a lot of times relationships are how we learn some of these big lessons. And I will say like, I am just now starting to see some of the lessons from relationships that I had in my twenties. Yeah. And I'm, 43 and a half, you know, like that <laughs> sometimes it takes a minute. Sometimes it takes 20 right. years and some fine. distance <laughs> to be like, oh no, I see what I was oh, doing. I like, okay. So yeah, like lessons aren't bad, even though sometimes the circumstances or the experience maybe felt bad that really it ultimately was a really good thing because it, allowed you some contrast, you know, and yeah. an opportunity to be like, yeah, I don't want a relationship like that. Um, but without the healing and acknowledgement of how you got into that relationship in the first place, you are kind of destined and doomed to repeat For sure. these cycles over <laughs> and over again. Um, 
Okay, so where should we start? Family, friendships, or relationships? Go. <sighs> I mean, really, I was only thinking about like past like relationship relationships. Like uh like romantic relationships. Okay, cool. I don't know why I couldn't think of romantic. I was like, uh, like what what word am I thinking of? Mm. <gasps> okay, I'm um, all about it. Romantic relationships. Uh, God. Okay, so a lesson, God, and this is like this probably sounds so stupid. People are like, oh, how terrible for you, Jessica. What a terrible lesson is. Um, Screw those people. To let people love you. Oh, okay. So talk about the lesson. What did you learn? Well, that I feel like I've had, you know, um, past experiences where people would do things for me or want to do things for me or, you know, go above and beyond. And I did not feel worthy. So it's more so connected to worthiness sure. than it is anything. Um, that sometimes people see the worthiness in you before you see it in yourself. Yeah. And that a huge lesson for me is, and I say it to some of my girlfriends all the time. I wish you could see you how I see you, mm -hmm. you know, and hell, I don't even say it to my girlfriends. I've said it to past partners as well. Like, I wish you could see you how I see you. I wish you could love you how I love you. Um, and that you are worthy and you are worthy of being loved. And if someone wants to, you know, shoot a rocket to the moon for you in the name of your worthiness, like it's okay. And it's nothing to be scared of or to shy away from or, um, like for example, when I was younger in high school, um, and, boyfriends would do some of that stuff for me, which I love to tell some of these stories. I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> um, but, um, that, um, it would scare me. Okay. You know, to where I was like, this is too much. This is not okay. I don't deserve this. I don't, you know, so then it was like ghost by like, so you would sabotage the relationship for sure. Yeah. Um, and I do think that worthiness is such a big part of romantic relationships. I'm always fascinated by this idea that like, that humans bond as infants to their like immediate family. So mm -hmm. mother, father, sibling, you know, like who it is that you like grow up around and that sometimes that's a bigger scale. So like, I know you spend a lot of time with your cousins and, you know, right. like, so that humans, we bond to our family tribe like that. And that there are dynamics in all of those relationships. I think parents get the short end of the stick sometimes. Cause they always say that like you, if you're, you know, like a straight woman and you are falling for guys that you fall for a guy that's like your dad or right. whatever, you know, like then all of that stuff. But like we all have daddy issues. Right. Obviously. Um, <laughs> and that might be true to an extent, right. but I also think that like there's relationships you have with other people in your immediate family that you start to look for that dynamic in lots of relationships around you. Um, especially the ones that you really value and that sometimes what you're looking for in a romantic partner is a reinforcement of trauma, 
not a reinforcement of what love looks like, you know, Mm -hmm. and that you don't have a lot of perspective, especially when you're young and, you know, for girls and probably for guys too, I don't know, teenage years, college years, like these years where like intimate relationships and dating kind of start to take on a new level. It's that's so young now, even when I was growing up, you're kind of thrown out there to experiment in this world that you don't have a lot of, um, things to compare it to. Yeah. And so all you know to do is to attach to some of these dynamics, healthy or unhealthy in other people. And what feels familiar feels like love. Yeah. And that is like one of the big lessons I think that I took away from my own experience, i.e. thank you, holistic psychologist, you know, like God, reading Dr. Nicole. Yeah, like helped me so much with this idea that like what feels like love sometimes is just what feels familiar. Right. And if what it's feels actually familiar, trauma. <laughs> yeah, was the trauma yeah. of, you know, it, in my case, like my parents divorced when I was young, you know, and that that is no matter what a trauma that I went through, this idea that I had a ironclad family that all of a sudden come to find out is not ironclad at all. And in all honesty, like the wrong sexual orientation to begin with, you know, right. like that, that was such a wake up call that I did not process at the age that it happened, that I acted out on that in so many relationships when I started to have my own intimate relationships because it felt familiar, not because it felt safe or loving or like what I wanted even, you know, like I just didn't know the difference. And so this idea of like, even if it's not a relationship, let's just talk about an attraction. Like if I meet somebody and I'm like attracted to you and I might be attracted to you physically, I might be attracted to you like spiritually or emotionally or mentally. Not that I'm going to like get naked with you or we're going to have a relationship. I just feel the attraction, right? What am I attracted to? Yeah. And oftentimes in my younger years, and I will even venture guess and say every year with the exception of the last maybe two or three years, the attraction was not a healthy one. Yeah. And it was totally founded in being familiar and that I'm really, really fortunate and the minority, I might add, that the person I ended up marrying and have been with for so many years that we're really good at growing together. Yeah. Because we are not the same people that we were when we met. And when we met, a lot of our attraction was based on things that just felt familiar and maybe weren't Mm -hmm. things that were totally healthy. And it's turned out in this really beautiful way with a whole lot of work and accountability and willingness to like do that alongside each other. But I can totally look back and see like 22 year old Laurie, like the attraction that drew me to the relationship that I had was not a safe one or a, or one that was set up for success. You know, like it's a miracle. It turned out the way that it did truly. Um, And if I go back further than that and I look at like 16-year-old Laurie and the people that I was dating at that age, 100% like, and and those weren't bad relationships. Those were sweet, teenage, loving, you know, like, but also the attraction was based on the pain. Yeah. You know, and so paying attention to what you're attracted to is a big... uh, it shines a big light on the lesson that comes out of whatever that attraction turns into, whether Mm -hmm. it's an intimate relationship or a friendship or whatever it is. Man, 
Agreed. <laughs> but like I said, thank you, holistic psychologist. Like I have a lot of words for how to say that because I read how to do the work. I have not read how to do the work yet. It, it took me a minute to get through it. And I definitely put it down four or five times and had to read other books because I needed a break because it was too intense for me to process. Yeah. Like it was, it is a healing journey getting all the way through that book. And sometimes you learn things that are so big and so profound that I just have had to honor the fact that like, I need to just work on this one thing for a while yeah. before I can get into the next layer. Because then when I look at the next chapter, I'm like, Oh, I can't even right now. Right. Like I'm still just reeling off of what you just <laughs> said. Um, it's a really good book, man. Love her. Um, yeah. So I, I do think that it's important to pay attention to what you're attracted to pay attention to how your worthiness is linked to maybe your response or reaction to things. That was it for me. Um, I also, and man, I don't know if <laughs> this is a popular opinion or not. People I've been with probably don't love this opinion. <laughs> um, that I truly believe that like, every person I've been with has been like a soulmate on some level. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that I don't believe in one soulmate for one person for the rest of their lives. I think that's really beautiful. And I think that that's great. Um, but I also believe that you have different soulmates at different times in your life. I have millions of soulmates. Okay. <laughs> like, yes. Like I just, um, I think back to like, old boyfriends. And I'm like, God, he was like my soulmate mm -hmm. for that time. And we're completely different people now. And that's okay. I mean, we were young and we were, you know, and do you, but tell me this, do you think that soulmates are just like romantic? No, no. Because no. I have soulmates that have no romance, but you know, like that we're just. No, I believe like Jackie and I are totally, soulmates. I yeah. believe you and I are soulmates. Absolutely. I believe. Yes. I just feel like uh, and you know, soul contracts sometimes are what they're called, right? That, oh, like, yeah. before we came into this existence, we knew each other in a different level, in a different vibration, in a different world and realm, and decided to come do life together in this window of time that we're doing it. And your old boyfriend, when you were a teenager, yes, mm -hmm. like that's a soul contract that you had. You guys decided to figure out some of that stuff together. That doesn't mean you're supposed to be together forever. It's ridiculous to think that you're going to be in all of your soulmates' lives always and forever. Like, I have soulmates that functionally I can't spend time with them. <laughs> right. But that doesn't mean that our soul connection is any less important or relevant or still there. Yeah. It is. You know, we just have such ridiculous expectations and standards of what relationships are supposed to be anyway. And this whole idea of forever is really damaging, I feel like, to relationships. I, a lot of the relationships I don't have anymore should not have gone on forever. But that doesn't mean I didn't want them where they were and when they were, you know, like mm -hmm. that they were important. Um, and I know a lot of successful relationships that were shorter. And a lot of not successful relationships that are still going on. Yeah. <laughs> like the amount of time that you're in any relationship 
has no bearing Romantic on what kind of success it was, you know, like yeah. relationship successes are based on the quality of the time that you spent together. And I can speak to like relationships I've had that have ended really badly. I choose not to pay attention to how those things ended on purpose. I choose to pay attention to like what made them so great and why I felt so compelled to be in them for whatever period of time I was to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the success and failure of relationships thing, I think is really whacked in today's mm-hmm. world. I think that there's also this other level of lessons um, that I don't know if I want to get into really because we're going to do a 2.0 is about forgiveness. Oh my God. But yes. we're not there yet. I mean, unless you want to get into it a little bit. We can get today. into it a little bit. Um, but yes, forgiveness 2.0 is coming, y'all. Um, Cause I've grown like, yeah, a whole nother person since we did that last one. (laughs) But yeah, like, you know, what helps me so much with forgiveness with relationships is that, is that whole like perspective of it's happening for me, not to me. Yeah. Because to not be able to forgive someone else for what you think they did to you is, um, yeah, just a different outlook than accepting the fact that this isn't working out for a reason and that it hurts right now, but I'm going to believe that it's for my greater Mm -hmm. good. And that, that does a couple of things. It means you have to check your ego a little bit and assume that maybe you don't know all the things, you know, and that sometimes what you want is not what is good for you. Yeah. And why you want it is based on this shaky ground under your feet that's like currently uncrumbling, which is why it's not working out, you know, and that holding on to it and trying to make it work and wishing that it would work and putting all of that is only going to make it harder and probably get you hurt as the ground falls out under your feet, you know, like that. Um, And so. Dude, I'll I'll go there with a past relationship. I'm not, obviously I'm not going to use names because that's tacky. And I don't think anybody listens to this podcast knows who this dude is anyway. (laughs) Um, But I had a relationship with somebody once and I was like really late teens and barely 20, I think, when things didn't work out. And yeah, we'd been together maybe 18 months, maybe two years. I don't know. Like it was the whole time's a blur. (laughs) Um, Dude, I loved this dude loved wanted to get married wanted to have babies like saw my whole life planned out in front of me dude found me at a really rough time in my life I was going through it I was making terrible decisions he was super structured he had very clear boundaries about what life with him was going to look like and it actually looked pretty good to me because it got me out of the shit storm that I was creating for myself And we had a lot of fun and we had a really great time, right? And so because of that, it looked like safety. Mm -hmm. It looked like home. It looked like a chance to be a totally different Laurie than the one that I was currently being that wasn't really working out so well, right? It also looked so much like what everybody always tells you you want. Like... He's got a secure job, you know, like you could stay at home with the kids, you could do the dead, you know, like, and he loved me and, you know, like, and we had a great time, like all the time. So it wasn't bad and it wasn't dangerous, but it also was not authentically 
what I wanted. It just checked all of the boxes, right? And so I think about this, and I guess the other thing about this dude is that he was significantly older than I was, you know? Mm -hmm. So like I met him when I was 19 and I was like 20 and a half or maybe almost 21. No, I was 21 when we broke up. Um, really intense years to date somebody and that he was like, I don't know, 35, 34, 35, you know, like, so he was quite a bit older. I almost think now, cause I don't really talk to him anymore. He doesn't do social media or mm-hmm. anything, um, that he could see that I was in this place where I was like, yeah, I love you. And I want to do all of this. And that he knew that's not what we were. <laughs> I just didn't know that. Yeah. And thank God he was the kind of person that he broke up with me to not further the fact like that he had a life to live and I was figuring out what the fuck I wanted my life to even look like and that he could see in the future that we weren't right for each other, even though we were right for each other at that time. Mm -hmm. Right. And when he dumped me, like I was obviously crushed because I was like, let's get married and have babies, you know, Um, which is not the path that we were on together and so unlimitedly grateful today that that's the way that things turned out because lots of people get married and have babies at 19 or 20 and their lives look totally different when they're 43 you know like that Mm -hmm. I um am just really really grateful for the rejection yeah (laughs) you know and thanks um, dude thanks for the rejection and it was hard on me and it was an ego blow and I was I also was like his young, hot, barely 20-year-old girlfriend for so long, you know? Like, the ego part of me was like, oh, this guy's in love with me. He spent all the money on me. We did all the fun things. We went on great, huge trips. We did, you know, like, all the stuff. It looked a lot different to the ego-driven 20-year-old, Laurie, than it looks to me today. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean about, like, sometimes lessons. you got to get a couple of decades out from before you see them, and you're like, oh... Mm -hmm. Thanks, universe. Like, (laughs) I get this. Because anybody that knows me now knows that that would have been a very different life lesson for me if things had turned out like that. I I know exactly who you're talking about. But um, sometimes, God, I think how differently your life would have been. I very likely would have never gotten into the beauty business. Probably not. We would have never known each other. I'd been living overseas. Yeah. I mean, that was the other thing is he had a job that like required him to move around a lot and he was about to be moving to Europe. And so it was kind of this situation where like, if we were going to stay together, we were going to get married, you know? Um, and I also, again, like ego, Laurie, like I had our whole life planned out. I was going to live in a European city and I was going to have babies and I was going to, you know, like, and I was going to just be the best housewife ever. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty good wife, man. You are the bomb when it comes to wifing. Yeah. However. Like I've got the wifey thing down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like just that, that was a big lesson from a past relationship that I'm so grateful for now that in the time it was painful and awful. And I thought I'd never recover. Oh yeah. I hate that. I love it. <laughs> it's a good thing about life. I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> obviously it's a good thing. No, um, man, there's like a million people for every person. Yes, I believe that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I never believe this idea that there's like one person that you can fall for and it be like your ultimate end all be all. I, I think this, there's so many loves for everybody. I have this one soulmate. 
that I've never even dated. Okay. Tell me more. But like, I love him. <laughs> yes. I know who this guy is. I'm always like, Do you oh know my what? God. In a different life, Laurie. This is so fun for us to talk about each other's relationships without using names, but we obviously know who. Okay, this is so fun. I know. So let's talk about this soulmate of yours. Well, you know, I think that there's just some people and, you know, Obviously, I want to be respectful of no names, you know, no names and their partners. Of course. Like this is, you know, obviously I'm not here to be a homewrecker (laughs) at all. But um, no, this this person, you know, you, you just meet some people who like, have you ever met someone and almost instantly you're like, yeah, this person's going to be in my life for a really long time. All the time. That like. This just makes sense. You and you. I were like that. I choose you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like yes. that that's how it was when I met him. And mm-hmm. I don't even mean in a romantic no. way that like when I met this man, it was like, huh, this magnetic, weird, mm-hmm. energetic, like, I don't know how this person's going to fit in my life, but we're going to be together for a long, long time. We've never officially dated. We've never been boyfriend, girlfriend. We've never, in fact, he's had many girlfriends who I've loved who are, you know, all great women. Um, but yeah, is there a part of me that's like, I fucking love it him. It could be you. Yeah. <laughs> like it could be your girlfriend. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, no, it's just really funny how like, but how okay I am with it also, you know what I mean? Yes. I know exactly what you mean. Because he's so awesome. So awesome. And no matter how you slice it, very few relationships can recover from a physical relationship that didn't turn into something. Yeah. And that especially for like male-female dynamics, it's really hard after you've been naked together to like... (laughs) get back to any kind of like actual we can be friends and it not be weird yeah and change things you know um and that's what i mean about attraction right there's so many people that i'm attracted to maybe on a physical level that it obviously never went there with and that's okay like i'm not trying to f every person that i meet that i'm attracted to but i pay attention to the attraction you know right. and i like dig into it and i figure out like why am I attracted to you? What is it about you? You know, like, cause so often like we're primal animals, that kind of thing is not always physical. Mm-hmm. Like you can look at something and be like, yeah, they're hot, but there's a difference between people that you can appreciate what they look like versus people that you're like, no, let's get naked. Like yeah. that that's, um, and that, that is that, um, so oftentimes I feel like it's that spark or that magic that helps people connect in ways where creativity comes up out of that so often. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's somebody that you're not like having sex with, but it's somebody that you start to create things with, you know, and the things that you create also have that like spark or that like frequency pop to them um, that makes them vibe, you know, like, and that the meshing of energies and yeah, like vibrations like that between people is a really primal thing. It's also why people end up sleeping together that, you know, like maybe you shouldn't because they get lost in that connection. You know? Totally here for the vibes. Yeah. And so 
I love your example <laughs> of this person, you know, that you've kind of always had that with, but it never really went there. Right. Because that might be part of why it's still so rich and nourishing and good. Yeah. It's because it didn't go there, you know, right. like, um, and that that's a big lesson from past relationships is like, oh my God. And I just thought about this too. So this is some, this is a friendship relationship. Like, you know, those people who you, I know, you know, that are just like super charismatic and it's just who they are that everybody wants to like spend time with them and be their friend. And like, are we about to talk about the same person? Yeah, we are. Um, that I have so often with this person explained to them my own perspective, which I guess is like lessons from past relationships that just because people want to sleep with you or you want to sleep with them, that sometimes that energy is more powerful used in a different way. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about it with creativity, but it also works with like business. Yeah. And that sometimes you leverage this magnetic vibe that you have with people in a way that then you are providing services for them that help them out in a way that's not physical and not intimate and not about sex, but you're harnessing the same thing to use that. And that sometimes as little people that are growing up in the world, learning how to play with all these power dynamics and especially people who are just naturally charismatic and people flock to you and you don't even really know how or why that's happening. You misunderstand that. Mm -hmm. And it does turn into super hot sex, which means that you want to do it all the time, you know, like with all these people. But then it also drains you in this other way, which is that this mojo that you have, you know, clearly gets used for this physical expression of love that isn't really love. Yeah. And only isolates you and makes you feel more lonely and not loved and not seen, you know, and that that's so fascinating in this conversation we're having today. Cause I didn't even realize then as I was talking about it, that this is what I'm talking about now. You know? <laughs> no, I am. If we are talking about the same we person are, yeah. and I think no, we, we are, um, that was like my next like friendship, non romantic mm -hmm. sexual person that like you and I know someone yep. who is the most magnetic person. Mm -hmm. And when they walk into a room, you can't help but to look at them yeah. and be like, Oh my God, I want to be your friend. Yes. Maybe more. Right. But like, because they have that effect on people. Very strange. All people. All people. It doesn't matter who you are, how <laughs> old you matter. are, what your gender is, if you're even into the same things. Like, it's very strange, y'all. It's, it's so, so cool. funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we've see, we've witnessed this with this person like over and over and over. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll speak for myself, me and this person, like, I think we're cool right now. Yeah. Um, I don't have any reason to think that we're not, but there's this underlying feeling that I always have that like, this person's always going to be around mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form. Yeah. There's no escaping this person, yeah. even if I wanted to, which I don't, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I don't necessarily want to, but that this person is just going to be around and it's just going to be a constant lesson for me mm -hmm. that, um, how do I say this? 
this person has been a lesson in disappointment for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that I was so enamored and attached to who I thought this person was. Mm -hmm. And when they have made decisions multiple times, might I add, this has been an an occurring thing. Um, when they have made decisions for themselves, um, that they're not necessarily totally upfront with. Um, and I have to hear it through the grapevine somehow, somewhere else. I'm like, no, 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 they would never do that. Yeah. No. And then it's like, what the fuck am I thinking? Of course they would, you know, but yeah. So I don't know. I guess this is the other thing. Like you said it. We have so many perceptions about who we think people are. Mm -hmm. And like so many things on our podcast, we keep bringing up that we keep changing. Right. Like that you and I are totally different than we were 10 years ago. And it's really hard to allow people who we are so attracted to in whatever way, the chance to grow and change too and make different decisions. Like we don't want other people to change. We want them to stay right how they were, you know, Mm -hmm. like the way we wanted them to be. I also think that this is fascinating with like, and this person we're talking about has this kind of charisma, um, like musicians Mm -hmm. who, you know, have been making music for decades and that their music and their vibe and their style and what's important to them changes. And their fans are like pissed about it. Yeah. Where they're like, no, we want you to play the classics. Right. Like, just play the hits for me. I don't want to hear your new music. Like, that's so fucking wrong. Like, if you like them and you support their creative aspects and who they are and you actually love who they are, then you want them to grow and shift and change. Even when that looks like something to you that you're like, "Mm, okay, this makes me uncomfortable and this isn't good for me. Yeah. But maybe it's good for you. Like, and that that's a big lesson from past relationships. Like you've got to let people change. Yeah. And I've changed sometimes in a lot of ways where I changed and I was like, okay, you know, that wasn't really it. I'm going to change again, you know? And, um, that with ourselves, we have a hard time allowing ourselves to do that, but we have a super hard time allowing others to do that, which inevitably sometimes turns out to be like you're talking about the quote unquote end of the relationship which sometimes is not the end, but just like a pause button for a while. So everybody can like regroup and people come back into your orbit. I have, um, some friends who are actually going to be on the podcast soon, someday when we schedule them, uh, Kellen and Courtney, who are the owners of purple rain in Fort Worth and Kellen, I, you know, met when he was, 19 years old baby stylist baby stylist Uh yeah um but that was 16 years ago you know and he and I just like worked in the same salon for a while and were friends and then went different directions and worked in different salons with different companies and kind of had like pseudo social media connections once that became a thing you know but definitely didn't see or talk to each other for all of these years and then just like in the last two months have reconnected. We've started to do some work together and now we're collaborating on things. And Kellen and Courtney are such a cool story and we'll totally get into all of Mm -hmm. that when they come on the show. Um, But that he is somebody that when I met him the very first time, I was like, this kid and I, we've got something, you know, like we get each other, we understand each other in a certain way. And 
that I also kind of knew that we were going to work together in a capacity one day, but not at that time. And here you are. And here we are, you know, and the things that we're able to collaborate on are really powerful and cool, you know? Amazing. Um, So excited to talk about that. Yeah, that that relationship, it's not like it ended badly. We, Like I said, we just went different paths and went different directions. But it's a relationship that comes back around like they do. You know, like that the right people are in your life for the right reasons. And sometimes the timing is weird and you got to like let it go. So then it can flow back. And it's that like whole analogy about like when the butterfly lands in your hand and you don't want it to fly away. So you close your hand and you kill it. Yeah. You know, like that relationships are kind of like that. You know, you have to do like the open palm. Let it breathe. Yeah. And if it flies away, that's cool. It's going to come back at some point if it's right. And it's supposed to and everything works out. So yeah, like relationships evolving, I think is hard for, for us. sure. It's a very black and white issue sometimes where you're like, you're either on my team or you're not. Yeah. We're either friends or we're not, you know, like you're my boyfriend or you're not. And I like this roomier thing, you know, where relationships get to be what fluid they're be. and easy and yeah. not force it. Agreed. What else have you learned from your relationships? Uh, um, I mean, trying to think, huh? I think, I think I've learned a lot about, um, what I'm willing to and not to accept. Ooh, I like this. (laughs) This is so important. This is why we have relationships, right? Is yeah. to better understand that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know we're running a little bit short on time, but I will say as far as learning about what I am and am not willing to accept, um, it, yes, it's out of love for myself, but like, it's also out of love for the other person, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, that the older I get, the more I, um, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to explain because I feel like I'm like going through it right now, Yeah, you know, and like really figuring out what I want and what that looks like for me. And can I, take what I've had and create something, you know, new, or will it look different or will it look the same or will it, you know? Um, and so that's like a lesson that I'm having a hard time with right now is like, these are my boundaries. Yes. Those seem to be your boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't want to change you Like if you want to change to go with like what I have going on, cool, but I don't want you to do it because of me. And I don't want you to do it because you feel like you have to. And I don't want you to, you know, yeah, that's the messy part. I mean, but also if not, it's okay because I have me right. And that, that's what I was missing for so long. Yes. 
And then as long as I have myself, yes, then I'll be okay. And I'm not saying I want to be alone forever. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, this is what the right relationship does not require that you move faster or grow quicker than you are able and willing to move and grow. Yeah. So like this whole idea of like, if you want to change for you, then do that, but not for me. It's not even really about the change, you know, like sometimes things are in alignment and sometimes they are not. And, and I also think that, cause I know exactly what you're talking about. Aubrey and I had a good nine months in the middle of our long run relationship where we weren't together. And when we lived in different houses and we had different sets of friends for a minute to like reset and Mm -hmm. decide, you know, like, is this what we wanted to do? And I remember saying like, I don't even know if you're what I want anymore. You know, like, I don't know. And I need to know if we're going to keep doing this. And the only way to know that is to be me, just me for a while, you know, and get really grounded in that. So then I can figure out, are you what I want? And then it became a, he had a chance to also do the same thing. And so then when we started hanging out again, we were both kind of totally different people, you know, and it turned out that we were what the other one wanted, but not because anybody had to change. Yeah. Only because we both had to like check in with ourselves, you know, and like reevaluate who am I, who do I want to be right now? You know, like who am I being? Because before we did that, we were both not being who we authentically were, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's, it changes that whole motivation of like, if you want to change, do it for you. Don't do it for me. You know, like I also am so aware of this idea of like being together because you want to be and not because you need to be. Yeah. Or you have to be. Oh, that's girl. We don't have time for that today, (laughs) but that is a whole other like relationships out of obligation is like, the worst it's such a good topic we should totally do we that. totally should all right so sorry i just to have be to continued on a later school. episode <laughs> this is the way podcasts work over here at the badass ladies club is I like know. we start talking about something and then realize that we need to go way deeper Damn and then it. it becomes a whole nother episode so we'll circle back around to this yes. um in the meantime i'm so glad we did this episode i was a little nervous Same. when we put it on there i was like do we really want to talk about that but this has been cool <laughs> it's been okay yeah it's been cathartic y'all thanks for listening um we love you so much rate like review share with all your friends send it to your ex maybe Ooh, that would be really cool <laughs> we love you guys take yes. care of yourselves we'll see you next week bye